and I'm very adamant about this too. Yeah. I could go lower. Well, I did. Nice. I did go lower and I went a one and a half. <laughs> this book is a nominee for worst book of the year, folks. It sucks ass. It's bad. It's so bad. I just am like, I was writing out my rating and I'm like, I bet you she's going to think that I gave this like a 3.5 and I have all these nice things to say. And I got one like. I have one like. Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley and today we are rating and reviewing Book of Night by Holly Black and ew, it's like I've never done this before. <laughs> if you are new here, hello! What we do is we will uh, tell you what the book is about and then we will tell you what we thought of the book individually. Ashley and I do not discuss the book before this podcast, so we're just excited and surprised as you guys listening. And it will be a spoiler-free review, and then we will go into spoilers where we will let you know when we are going into spoilers. You can also follow us on YouTube. Sometimes we post these reviews on YouTube, and we post other things on YouTube, and also Instagram. And it is all by the same name, the Novel Universe Pod or Novel Universe Podcast. All right. Let's get this book description going, and it is long, so I'm going to find a midpoint and go from there. Charlie is a low-level con artist working as a bartender while trying to distance herself from the powerful and dangerous underground world of shadow trading. She gets by doing odd jobs for her patrons and naive new money what? And the naive new money in her town at the edge of the Berkshires. But when a terrible figure from her past returns, Charlie's present life is thrown into chaos and her future seems at best unclear and at worst non existent. Determined to survive, Charlie throws herself into a maelstrom of secrets and murders, setting her against a cast of doppelgangers, mercurial billionaires, Shadow Thieves and her own sister, all desperate to control the magic of the shadows. All right, Ashley, what did you give Book of Nights? A two. A two. <laughs> gave this book a two. A two. I wasn't sure what you were going to give it. Were you, are you surprised? Are you surprised? I thought maybe you would give it a three. Okay. I think this is my lowest rated book this year. I think so, too. At least for the podcast, it is. And I'm very adamant about this, too. Yeah. I could go lower. Well, I did. I did go lower, and I went a one and a half. <laughs> this book is a nominee for worst book of the year, folks. It sucks ass. It's so bad. It's bad. It's so bad. I just am like, I was writing out my rating and I'm like, I bet you she's going to think that I gave this like a 3.5 and I have all these nice things to say. And I got one like, I have one like me to get 
you know, a sympathy vote. I am one of those people like that. I try to find the best and this particular author, she's not my favorite. She really is not like I read Cruel Prince. I started that series when that was all hip happening. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, (laughs) I remember, I think I texted you and I was like, this is the worst fantasy I've ever read in my life. It's so all over the place. It's stupid. It's monopolizing, blah, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) and so now that like Cruel Prince is like, that is a book talk book that mm-hmm. people are like, you need to read this and yada, yada, yada. And maybe I just have different expectations, but I'm a pretty loosey goosey, easy, like star raider. Yeah, like I are. really am. And if I don't like a book, you've been cut off. Yeah. Cut off? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but I was excited because this is supposed to be like her, like, nudge into the adult fantasy world which is what a lot of YA authors that we grew up with are starting to do because they're trying to keep their fandom right Mm -hmm. they're trying to appease their fans um and there is this whole big saying um that I want to just summarize this whole thing the only reason why this is getting good stars or people are talking about this is because they are victims of fandom cults all I have to say I agree. I've never heard that, but I, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. They're victims. They have been bought in. They have done their time. They are just signed on the dotted line. Take me away. Yeah. They're in. (laughs) I feel bad for them too. It's just, I feel really bad. I'm sorry. I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I, this is the fourth book I've read by her. I didn't like the first two. I read Coldest Girl in Cold Town. I read the book that she did with Cassandra Clare, that middle grade book. I stood in line at ALA for Cool Prince. Actually, I didn't stand in line. They were giving the book away at, like, 3 o'clock. And Mm -hmm. I stood there and waited in front of the publisher's booth. And the woman finally got tired of me waiting, so she just gave me the book. Because there was only one copy left. And they were going to put it out right before they shut down the exhibit hall. And I was like, I'm going to stand here and wait. And she was like, girl, here, just take it. and Get out of my face. I was like, thank you. And that book was shit. I gave it a three, but it was a generous three. And so I'm like, okay, this is, I keep giving this woman chances. I keep giving her chances because of the fandom. They're so strong. And I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe her writing is amazing and I'm just not seeing it. No. I'm done. This is it. Jersey is retired. I can't do it anymore. Shelf, collect that dust. See you later. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I guess we should probably get into some of the things that we did not like about this book yep. since we have thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, there was just... I've, I have seen this... Um going around like the the youtube world and people's thoughts on it and i think i do have to agree um there was just no atmosphere right there was no sense of description as to where we were the world building on top of that because i think those two can kind of go together right atmosphere and world building Mm -hmm. um 
And when you describe something to me about what I'm seeing, I felt like I was lacking all of this description. Like it was, it was so wordy as a lot of adult books are. It was so wordy that it lacked description. It lacked telling me where I was. All I knew is that we were at a bar that she lived in some dump hole apartment that you know, so-and-so is a rich person, so we're going to go to their secret society house mansion over here. Cool. Where am I? What part of town am I? Is this present day? Is this non-present day? All the things that I had to acquire for myself while I'm reading. So, it's terrible. And as someone who's like, I love world building, Mm -hmm. and I see architect over here, mm mm-mm. I have lost interest now because now I I literally have to make this a place for me to envision the story. And if you're an adult, you need to know how to write that. Yeah. And well, like I think of people like N.K. Jemison. Hello. World building through the roof. She yeah. does an amazing job. You know, and then I think of other books that we've read, Night Circus, Ninth House that are dark fantasy worlds. Those books are so beautifully written in their world building that you are just sucked right into it. This one? Mm-mm. Yeah. So you're looking for better recommendations for what's supposed to be like a modern dark fantasy? This ain't it. It's not this one. No. I would Ooh. describe this book as think of Ninth House, but shitty. That's how I would describe Book of Night. And this is, this is, Ninth House is the book that's, it's being compared to the most. And Ninth House is how it's, how good writing is. This is bad. This is bad writing. And I agree with you with the um, world. And I felt like Holly Black focused more on Charlie, trying to develop Charlie. And the world was an afterthought. Because the main plot of the world didn't come in to like 30%. When we get this little backstory of these two little boys playing, I was like, where the hell did this come from? Who are these people? I was so confused. Yep. So confused. That should have been way earlier than 30%. Like chapter two. Chapter two. Yeah. Lay the groundwork, please. Lay the groundwork. All I have. Ugh. Yeah. Um. My next. What was that? Your dislike? Sorry. Yeah. No. Okay. That was a... <laughs> like we said, we don't talk about this beforehand, so you're just winging it with us over here. Um. You know, I felt that there were so many characters dropped in this book that they were forgettable and not needed for the story. Um. Or they were all one tone which then makes them forgettable there was a lot of people that were introduced to us and i was like cool are you important and then they would just fall off the face of the earth and you never see them again i'm like okay don't get invested because we're not going to hear from you again but she sets it up like you need to have them in your arsenal of people to worry about and i just yeah, the characters were bad. Charlie was not interesting to me. She fell flat in a lot of areas. Like, like I, and she's like the main character, her and her sister. 
and the shadow. Yeah. You know, those are the, the, the main characters. Um, and of course, the bad guy, but whatever. But it's like, but then you have like all these other sub characters that we get introduced to that I don't even remember their names. Yeah. I don't remember the sister's name. I don't even remember her name. And I couldn't picture what they looked like either. Like, there was just this bad description with them. And I'm like, but why are they important? When you introduce a character, you need to lay down why they're important, what their purpose is. Let me know what they look like. Well, maybe they weren't important. That's why you didn't get to know what they look like. I feel like she was trying to write for a TV show because... Once again, if you're comparing this to Ninth House, which also had a lot of characters, usually when you have a TV show and it's like a mystery or some sort like that, they talk to different characters to get clues as to, you know. So I felt like a lot of these characters were introduced to give her more information or clues or whatever as like a TV show would do. But she didn't, like you said, they were pointless in the story story so mm-hmm. why even add them if they're not going to come back i don't i don't i don't know what she was thinking when she was writing this book i i don't know i don't know another dislike for you it felt like so it felt like she maybe has been sitting with this book for a while or she's writing it and she's familiar so she knows what her um terminology is and she knows what the lore is of her story and the shadow magic and everything. And when she writes it, she's assuming that we know all of this stuff too. It's like, oh, my my magic quickened. I'm like, is this your uterus? I'm so confused. And then it wasn't until once again, like 40% in the book, when she says, what is quickening? What? We're now defining what quickening is. I mean, sure, you can use context clues, but it's like she she's writing the story of all of this different magic. It's not like fey. It's not like fey lore because people are familiar with that. There's a canon to that. This is totally new. You need to describe your lore. You can't just assume we know what it is. And she did that through the entire book. Yes, 100%. That was another thing that I didn't like about it is, is that like magic has rules. Magic also needs to be explained. If you were creating a whole separate entity that has not been done before, first of all, kudos to you because that's hard to do, but you have to like explain it to me. So then that way I'm not like, you know, like I was like, what is quickening? Like, does it, is it mean that it's fluttering? Like, is it, is it coming off? Like, is, is, your, is your heart racing? Like, like, can you see it quickening? Like, what is what does that mean? And I just took it as like, is it like a turbo boost? Like, is it just like <laughs> getting all this out? But it was just, it was so unexplained. And it, I feel like if she would have at least done that, maybe another start. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I wouldn't have so much qualms with it because it is such a separate entity, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's trying to create this, you know, modern-day fantasy, this whole secret society thing, this whole thing with shadows. I'm there for it. Like, give it to me. Like, like let's talk about this. But you got to lay the groundwork or else we're just going to be lost. 
yeah. extremely lost throughout the whole book, 40%, that's not a time to tell me what that word means. That needs no. to happen right, right quick when it's dropped. So yeah. that way when it happens again, I know I'm there for it. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a problem with the con artist thing. Okay. I did not read the synopsis of this book. I have taken to just kind of just going willy nilly into a book because I start to like accumulate thoughts and ideas as to how a book is going to be perceived. So I'm kind of trying this new method for myself. I'm not reading the synopsis. So when someone is a con artist, there's always a big heist. There's a big, big thing that they're preparing for. And this woman, Charlie, who's supposed to be a con artist that has followed after her late father-in-law, um, no, stepfather, if you will, um, you know, about conning people and setting them up and all this stuff. And this homegirl only sends a text and dresses up. That's it. There's no big, like, fancy hunky-dory reveal. And then when I think it's supposed to be the pivotal part of her con artist-ness, I don't even know how to <laughs> pronounce that, it's kind of flat. It's kind of flat because the whole time, I don't trust her to be a valued con artist because this woman doesn't have faith in herself as a character as a person who is a con artist. So now I don't believe you. Mm -hmm. I don't believe the act. And that's the best way I can put it without like yeah. spoiling anything for you. But it's like, here, you know, it's a con artist. Give me the things. I want to know. Yep. I agree. Um, that's, that was my next issue was Charlie <laughs> herself. And, but this is not just a problem in this book. This is a problem with Holly Black. She does a lot of tell and no show. Just because you tell me that she's an awesome mamma jamma con artist, artist, con artist, that don't mean I know what that means. I don't believe you. You have to show it to me. I need to see her actually conning people and not pickpocketing at the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I need to see like her mind working. I need to... Like, I need this girl to be, like, confident and telling mofos off. I need her to be amazing. No. She sees a dead body and, and flips the fuck out because she saw a dead body. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not Honey, that's not a tough girl. You work in that field? There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of bad blood. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. And you get uh, you get scared when a weird dude comes into your bar? And that was my same problem with Jude in Cruel Prince. She just kept telling me that Jude was this awesome uh, fighter and this amazing spy. And then all of a sudden, she just gets into the castle, no problems, finds the key, no problem. And I'm just supposed to buy that? No. This is, this is indicative of her writing. And that's why I don't understand why people love Cruel Prince. Because uh, Jude was a, a piece of shit in that book. She was not a good character at all. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. Um, another thing that I did not like is that I just wasn't interested in what I was reading. Like, when I get sucked into a book, it should not be a chore to finish a book. It should not be. Like, I should be, like, there for it 100%, and I just did not give a crap. 
if they made it or didn't make it. I didn't give a crap about Vince. I didn't give a crap about her sister. Like, I just... <laughs> and the whole thing about her and her her stepfather or whatever it was, like, okay. Like, I, I get it. Like, I'll be there for that. That's fine. But the rest of it was just... There wasn't enough to keep you excited about what was going to happen in this book. And even when there is, like, the big ending, the big reveal, the fact that there's blights trying to take over the world and, like, all of this stuff, it's like, I don't care. I don't I don't care. Because it seems like the magic has not been... Uh, it hasn't been around long enough. This whole idea about the shadows you know, and their powers and what they could do and what they can't do, what it means to be a glow mist and all of these, you know, people who can basically control their shadows and all this other stuff. Like, it seems like a new development. Like, we just got iPhones for the first time and no one knows how to use it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you did not like? Um... Let me look at my notes. No, I think, I think you covered everything. I I honestly didn't like anything about this book. Okay. I didn't like anything. That's why I I gave it a one and a half. I'll say why the half in the like section, but. Okay. I did have have, a couple nitpicks. I have have one nitpick. Okay. It's nitpicking time. It's nitpicking time. My nitpick is, what the hell was that ending? What? 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 How was that a nitpick? That should be a major point. That's not a nitpick. It's a nitpick with like a hundred exclamation points. <laughs> yes. Because maybe some people are excited about it. And no. I literally finished that book and I was like, No. <laughs> Anyway, we can move on to our like section now. I got we can talk about that. I got nitpicks. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay, come on. Don. Okay. Um, um, the first one is why was it set in the future? It was set a couple years into the future. That that didn't come back. That wasn't important. It wasn't part of the plot. Secondly, why was this an adult book? Adult yep. books are, they have themes and symbolism and dynamic characters. This book has none of that. And I'm going to slide past them. That's all I want to know. Whoever rated this book to be adult. No. Those are yeah. my only two. I did have one more, but we can skip it. It's not that important. Well, say it. It's fine. Say it. Well, okay, so this book takes place in Boston, but the narrator didn't have a Boston accent. <laughs> It's true. It's like, come on. You don't set your book in England and the characters not have a British accent. Like, Boston has a very distinct accent. I think that the character reading, the the woman reading the book should have had an accent. Just saying. Amen. (laughs) Well, let's get into likes. All right. Well, okay. So, my one like for this whole entire book is that I really loved the shadow idea i loved the whole magic idea and this whole like peter pan synopsis of like you know your shadows can start to attain 
um, human-like qualities and have emotions and have, um, you know, love and sympathy and be hungry. And then they can start to manifest into literally almost a person as we've seen in this book. So it's like that whole entire idea. I'm like, come on, like, that's so good. Yeah. You know, and the whole idea on like, if you lost your shadow to someone who was a Lomist, who basically can take other people's shadows because of that strong and whatever, um, you know, that you felt like you lost a part of yourself, but it was kind of like the, I don't really know what's off type feeling. Like that was one of the only things that she expounded upon. And I was like, Oh, I like that. Cause it's, what would it be like not to have your shadow behind you? Would, would you miss it? Would you not miss it? Like it was an idea and I was there yeah. for the idea. It's like she had a solid idea, but she didn't know how to write a story around it. And it's a shame. It's a shame. I've never read something like that before. Like, let me into it. I'm all there for it. Yeah. So. Gallant did yeah. it better. Like, if you're looking for, like, a shadow magic book. Yes. Where the shadow, where the magic, the shadow magic is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Gallant did it way better. Um, That was one yeah. of my likes, which you had. And the other like I had was... I like that Charlie was poor and plus size. Like, that was really it. You don't get too many poor characters nowadays. And you definitely don't get any plus size characters, so. And she doesn't make it big either. No. Like, it's not like she attains riches and glory and turns super skinny. Yeah. Like, she still keeps who she is, you know, so. All right, well, if you guys are not planning to listen to us spoil it, you want to hop out now because we're going to spoil it. Our next book is going to be The Christy Affair. Yep. By Nina D. Gramontz. Gremel. Gremel. There you go. So until next time, we'll catch you in the next podcast. What did you think about that? revelation when we learn that he was not real and that she's basically sleeping with a shadow i mean uh, to be honest i was really confused about the whole red remy vince thing i was i was like oh okay so i i was confused and it took me a while to unconfuse myself but i thought that was kind of cool i mean at least we got an interesting twist i did not see that coming um i I thought it was if, if this if the story had been a really good story, I would have been like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" But because the story sucked ass, I didn't get that chance to feel like that. I felt like that was supposed to be a really big reveal for oh, yeah. us as readers. Like we were supposed to be like, "Oh my goodness, he's really gone, but yet he still is Vince at the same time, but he's also red," and it's like now both of his sides are heightened like his good and bad side if you will <laughs> it was like i he didn't bad for charlie because yeah. charlie was like you know he's always been a good guy he's loyal he's always there for me he never raises his voice and all this other stuff and then you see him at the bar scene where he stumbles in and basically kills another blight. And she's like, excuse me? Excuse me?
excuse me? Like, soft, kind-hearted Vince? What? You just slayed him like a piece of meat? Excuse me? You know, and then they have their little, like, back, back porch scene, which is supposed to be him basically, like, telling her who he is without telling her who he is. And, like, I wish I could tell you more. I'm not the person that you want me to be but I've been okay with only sharing this part of myself because this is who I want to be, which I thought that was interesting because it's like at this point in time, we didn't know that he was a different shadow, like, or that he was the shadow person or whatever. And so I was like, well, that's really weird and cryptic. Like, why would you say it like that? Like, what do you mean you can't be your whole self? But then when you realize who he is, it's like, oh, that makes sense. It makes sense because he's literally not Vince anymore. He's just his shadow who has acquired Vince-like traits. So that was interesting. Um, I guess, do you want to talk about Charlie as, as a con artist at all? In any capacity? She sucked at it. So bad. It was so bad. I did like that she had this weird, twisted relationship with her stepfather that she basically became, you know, his like hench or not that hench. That wasn't like, her stepfather. Hinge. I thought that was just some dude her mom knew. I thought they were married. I don't think so. Okay. Think well, this boyfriend. dude, Rand, I think his name is Rand right yeah that makes sense yeah that sounds familiar um you know i liked the fact that he conned her to be a con artist and then realized how good she was at it because she's weirdly you know distant she doesn't believe in herself and all that stuff and so you know when rand basically dies at the big king's castle if you will <laughs> the big king's mansion i don't even remember this guy's name um you know it's like she has this moment of like true sympathy for him and like feeling sorry for him and all this other stuff like that um but charlie as a con artist i really felt like we don't ever see why charlie always makes bad choices why does she always make the bad choice like that's not described in her character at all there's no, like, you had a terrible childhood, and this is just a result of that. Like, that wasn't explained. Do you have any thoughts as to why she always makes bad choices? I think, because I was watching some booktubers, and they also had this issue with her. And I think one of them said it was just because that's what she did. That's how it was explained. I know, but why? Like, I don't think there's a why. It um it doesn't add to her clout as a character. No. You know, you can't just be just because. Like there should be an underlying reason, like so and so beat me, you know, because I didn't say yes to this and now I'm always gonna do this, like blah 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 blah. Yeah. Or my sister kept stealing from me and now that's why I pickpocket people is to keep my things to myself and not have anybody do it to me. Like there's none of that. Well, that would be a good writing. And we've already established that that didn't happen here. You've just proved our point. <laughs> Dumb with the punchline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. 
be reading any more of Holly Black. Uh, curious to hear nope. everyone else's thoughts on this. If it's did you like it? Anything like Goodreads, people didn't like it. Oh, I feel bad. I want to just go to Barnes and Nobles and rip it off the book table. Say, don't, don't read this. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. She has a display and everything. Oh, wow. It's just. Dis- anyway. That's all I have to spoil about. Because that's essentially all I really wanted to talk about. That was pathetic. It was sad. This is probably our shortest podcast ever. Um, but we love you guys that join <laughs> us in the universe and that hang in there with us in our crazy book talks that we have. Um, very rarely do Don and I agree on book ratings. Very rarely. And this is pretty darn close. So we hope that you guys will join us next time as we read The Christie Affair by any something... I'm Nina so de Gramont. Nina de Gramont. Yeah. Is that how you say it? That's how anyway, I'm going to say book, it. This book has been buzzing. So we've had two friends read it, and I'm excited for us to read it as well. Or who knows? Maybe we'll do a Katie Roberts book next. Yeah. Or Kate Roberts book next <laughs> instead. So, anyway, we hope you guys enjoy this podcast until next time we'll catch you in the next podcast bye bye